Hi, everybody. This is Rick Wooded, host of the podcast show On Your Way to Work. For the month of December, I am in hiding, tucked away, finishing the final touches on my manuscript for Outgrowing Your Space, How to Thrive and Build a Lasting Career book that's going to talk quite a bit in detail about the things you need to do to make a difference and manage effectively your career. So I'm excited about that. This month, you are going to be hearing a playback review of the top 15 most downloaded shows by you and our staff at On Your Way to Work are going to uh, share with you some of their personal comments during those reviews. So enjoy this month and I look forward to talking with you and bringing some great guests and great topics for the year 2015. Talk to you in January. Now, you might not believe this, but the career path of almost every super successful individual included having a job just like the one you have now. You're either going to or coming from work, so we might as well talk about it today on Your Way to Work. And now, your host, Ricardo Witten. The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... Hello, everyone. You're listening to On Your Way to Work. I'm the producer, Christian Witted, and I'm here with our marketing and media director, Sharvin Witted. We'll be your hosts this December as we count down the top 15 episodes of this season of On Your Way to Work. But first, on behalf of everyone here at On Your Way to Work, I want to extend my thanks for sticking with us through this first year. It's definitely been a journey. So Sharvin, let's get this show started. All right, we're going to start with episode 20 at number 15 by Gustavo Moranta. It's how to make a successful career transfer. Let's listen to what he had to say. Very powerful things, listeners. One, the passion is key. I mean, if you're making a career transition, you need to be thinking about transitioning into something where you have a lot of passion. One of the things you talked about there, Gus, was your value system. You were on this career path that could have really taken you somewhere. But, hey, you know, I know you've got a beautiful wife, son and a daughter. For you, it was I'm not willing to sacrifice, you know, 50 weeks of the 52 week year and 100 hours. That's not my value system. So while that's something that I may be able to do well at, I could succeed at. I'm not willing to compromise what I value. And I think that's important because so many people will sacrifice their values to get a bigger job, a bigger position. Well, I think it's a matter of, I believe when, when you're making that transition, the most important thing is to know yourself. Right. Know what your values are. Know what are you willing to sacrifice in order to move up or to become successful in that career. So a great example of that, I have colleagues in the telecom field 
that they're national reps and they travel four days of the week. They, right. they leave on Monday, they come back on Friday. And it's very lucrative to do that. But I'm not willing to do that. And right. I'm okay with that because I understand the sacrifice that I'm making. I prefer my value system dictates that I'd rather be with my family here the whole week right. than to be out four days out of the week. Yeah. So I think understanding what you're willing to sacrifice and what things you're not willing to sacrifice prior to the transition is going to be a lot better. The second thing is talk to the successful individuals of the field that you want to transition into Right, is very, very key. Even after I spoke to my friend, I spoke to five or six different people that were already in the field that were successful. The key here is to speak to successful individuals. One thing I liked about this episode is how he talked about knowing yourself and understanding your value system. Definitely. Uh, definitely being prepared when you go in. You know, it's it's sort of like uh, purchasing a vehicle, you know, going into that dealership. And if you're not prepared, you know, those salesmen, they will definitely pick up on that. But, you know, actually, I recently just did that. I recently purchased a vehicle. So actually, <laughs> I went in very educated, did my research, knew what I wanted, knew my limits, knew what I wanted to spend. And I got the deal I was looking for. So definitely being prepared, knowing what you're willing to give and not giving any more than that is is key. It's vital. Exactly. And if you don't understand your values, like you're saying, you don't understand what you're worth and what the job you think you want Absolutely. is worth. And if you don't know that, then what's the point? You're going to get in there. You're going to get the job. And then two or three months down the line, you're going to realize this is not what I wanted. You know? Absolutely. And that yeah. kind of leads into one of his other points where he said passion mm-hmm. is key. And it comes in with that understanding yourself. If you understand what your passions are, then the profession that you go into and the jobs that you look at will be that much clearer to you. Absolutely. Passion is fuel. I mean, it's what's going to drive you. It's going to push you through the hard times to get you to the best time. So passion is definitely key. Exactly. And then that final point he made at the very end there, talk to successful people in the place where you want to work, in the career and profession you want to go And in today's, you know, society and, you know, media, electronic age, you know, Twitter, Facebook, I mean, you can follow people, you know, you can get information. LinkedIn. You know, LinkedIn, you know, you can get any information they're giving, you can receive it instantaneously. So definitely, you know, track those people, find a few folks, contact them, let them know, hey, I'm someone that's, you know, into what you're doing and I'm trying to get where you are. How can I do that? You know, so study them, learn them. Exactly. And it's like my dad kind of always says, um, if you love what you do, you'll never really work a day in your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like they say. All righty. Then our next show is ranked at number 14. Coming in at 14, we've got our interview with Eva Marie, episode 38, which is a career in writing. I was going to publish this somehow, some way I was going to meet the right person. It stirred inside of me. So number one, you got to believe in yourself. But number two, you got to know what you're doing, which means you need to read. You need to write because every reader reads. I mean, every writer reads and every writer writes. Go to conferences. Um, The thing about conferences is that not only do you have your agents and editors there where you can pitch, but you have workshops. That's right. And People, writers, new writers especially, think, I'm just going to go and I'm going to wow this editor with my ability to write. 
when what you need to be doing more than that is sitting in those workshops and learning and gleaning, and like I say, iron sharpening iron. Then, of course, I was a part of the development of Word Weavers International, which is now international. It was just um, a critique group that met uh, in 1997. Uh, we started five people sitting around a dining room table, and right. uh, now we have well over 500 members across the United States and Canada. Right. But getting with like-minded people who will help you sharpen your skills as a writer, um, so that's another very key thing. I love that. You hear, when, when someone's sitting opposite of me, I hear the same behaviors that, that are needed for success, no matter where you are. So listeners, you, you heard Eva saying, you know, I educated myself. I kept going above and beyond. I, I believed in myself. One, I had a plan. And, I, and we talk about that on the show constantly. You have to have a plan. And if, if you're not writing and, and you're in the workplace, then you need to develop a plan with your manager, your boss, the owner of the business. Have a plan. So she said, I have a plan. Secondly, she said, well, I went about the task of educating myself. And it amazes me, even in the workplace, how many continuing education and training opportunities that people just allow to go by without taking the step to just educate themselves. Listen, most companies have some type of playbook. Most employees never read it. And so whether you want to transition into the career of writing the current job you're in today, if those behaviors are not being executed, so these two she's talked about, having a plan, believing in that plan, and educating yourself. If you're not doing that today, I'd say you're going to probably have a big challenge getting to where Eva is in the world of writing. You know, she made a couple of good points there. Um, the first one was believe in yourself, mm -hmm. kind of going back to that know what you're worth and be willing to do what you need. Know that you can do what you need to do. Um, but the second point that she made that's very true is know what you're doing. Absolutely. If you don't have that education that you need, if you don't, and that's education in the sense of, I mean, it could be, you know, going to college or it could just be knowing the work environment right. or knowing your co-workers or knowing the environment that you're going to be stepping into you have to get as much knowledge as you can because if you don't know what you're getting into you don't know what you're getting into right and the fact of the matter is nowadays you know if, if you're going for that position or that job there's a hundred more people oh yeah near you and a thousand people further away from you going for the same position doing the same thing so you want to educate yourself as much as possible and then again today's age you know online courses there's you know there's so many ways to get that knowledge to get that exactly. foundation you know to build up your fundamentals because that's what's going to carry you through all of this so definitely take workshops attend conferences uh, read online you know write in a blog you know just immerse yourself in your industry and the work will pay off it definitely will pay off oh yeah and then she added on the end of that get around people that are like-minded. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're around people that are like-minded, that want to move forward, that are willing to do what it takes, then that will reflect on you. Absolutely. I heard once that you are the average of the people you hang around with. So think <laughs> about that. If you've got great people around you, you've got a pretty good average. If you've got not so great people, 
that's what you you're going to project. So think about that. Know who you hang with, know who you're around and get yourself in a position around people that can better you because exactly. that's what we we want to do here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So next up, we have rank number 13, how to deal with offense in the workplace. An interview with Alan Rajanis. What are the top 3 or 4 employee conflict incidents that occur in the workplace? Rick, that's a good question. It's very easy, the top three. Communication, communication, communication. (laughs) When you look at the three drivers of conflict, they can be summarized with simply communication, whether it's interpersonal, professional, personal in nature. We're going to bump into one another because we've misunderstood one another. You've got people out there who are drivers, if you will. They know what they want, and they're going to go for it, right? You're task-oriented person. Absolutely. Yep. And my success in workplace is going to be dependent if I can relate to a task-oriented individual. And you got people out there who are high people skills, right? Influencers, people who just love being around individuals. And, and another broad category out there are those who are team-oriented. It's about participation. It's about all for one, get out there, and let's have it for all, right? Right. And then the last category that these ancient philosophers and even today's business consultants would acknowledge are there are those out there who are driven by compliance, rules. I'd like to follow procedures. So the first point he made there was communication, communication, communication. If you're not communicating in the workplace... I honestly don't know what you're doing. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, communication is one of those things. I mean, regardless of the the environment, the workplace, on the basketball court, wherever you you have to know how to talk to people. You know, exactly. that's that's a skill set that's going to carry you through life. So you definitely want to work on that. And and it'll definitely come to pass in the workplace itself. I mean, you will have to communicate effectively and efficiently with yes. many people in many, many different roles. So Put that at the top of your list of things to to perfect if you can. And and then when he added to that, um, those four personality styles, that Uh people person, that compliance person, that team oriented person and that task oriented person, you're really going to deal with these four personality types in the workplace. You're going to have that one person that they're only focused on the goal. And they forget anything else. It's only about the ends. And then you have those that are dealing only with people, you know, that high people person that as long as everyone's doing well in the workplace, as long as everyone is kind of pumped up, they're fine. And then people like myself, that compliance person, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm very rule oriented. So when I'm given the task and I'm given the instructions, I follow the instructions because I know the instructions work, you know. And then finally, that team oriented person, it's all about the team, us doing things together, not one but all. And you're going to have those conflicts because that task-oriented person, let's do this. But then that team-oriented person, you know, you're forgetting about the people around you. And so you have that personality clash. And if there's no communication... Yeah, and there's there's no one way to talk to all four of those types of of people. You know, you have to tailor your conversation you know not drastically but you have to know how to talk to each of those people you have to know how to communicate with those different types of personality styles because they all require different means to get them to achieve the task you want them to achieve oh yeah and if you understand those personality types and motives you can better communicate because if you know okay this person isn't you know holding us back but they're thinking about the people around us and how the team is going to work out and all of this then you can start to realize, okay, if I'm that task-oriented person, 
then maybe it doesn't need to move as fast. Maybe we can do this another way so that the people around us, you know, are doing well. Oh, Mm -hmm. that compliance person, you know. Okay, so I understand that, you know, these are the rules. So let's work out a solution to getting this done, um, you know, around that. It's right. And once you once you have those lines of communication clear and efficient, then that's when the most and best work will get done. So, oh, yeah. And, you know, he kind of added on to that, that in this clip right here where he referred to shared destiny. The topic of dealing with offenses and what do workers do when I'm offended? And it's rather than going to the person one on one, it's easier for me to go to another individual and commiserate. Right. Right. Gossip, slander. And we feel like we've made some measure of success because I actually just feel better having gotten it off my shoulders. But I'm not anywhere near repairing the relationship with coworkers who offend me or yeah. I offend them. So if I'm going to be the responsible individual, and as a worker, I know I want to grow through this organization. So what do I need to do? I have a need. I have a need to communicate with you. I'm going to have to go to you. I'm going to have to man up, if you will, yeah, and yeah. go to you and make observation. Yeah. You know, it's interesting because I think you're right. It's so much easier to deal with conflict with my boss, right? You might not think it is, but it's you got a solution there. I mean, you can go to HR. You can whatever. But when I've got to deal with you who something that you just said really bothered me, I'm not going to go and say, hey, Alan, I just want to kind of call you on what you just said. When you said that, it felt to me like you were saying I'm doing. And and that's the trick there, Rick, is I felt. And you can't argue with one's feelings. So when you're talking, you personalize the experience that I felt offended, I felt anger, I felt disappointment when you said this or you referenced that, or you did not get this task done in the workplace. People can't argue with your feelings. They're yours. You own them. Yeah, you know, but Alan, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here, it's not my family. I don't care about people's feelings. I'm not really concerned. I don't have any joint shared destiny with them, or do I? Well, you do. And for the worker who truly wants to be progressing in their career, uh-huh. they're going to realize that. You've got to get over that stinking thinking real fast yeah. because that individual would be critical to your next step as a career. One, just to practice the interpersonal skills of repairing the damage that was done. Yeah, problems don't age well, do they? They don't. And, and that particular mindset comes from that decisive, dominant character. You're not going to find that indicative of that individual who's participating in teams or team oriented right Mm -hmm. they're not going to write you off it's going to be the individual who is focused on the task if you're not getting the task done you need to get out of my way his case in point you're going to have to deal with these people every day you walk into the workplace every day you talk to your family task oriented people oriented team oriented task oriented regardless of where you are you're still gonna have to deal with them and you do have a shared destiny. So if you wanna get ahead in the workplace, you gotta learn to communicate. Right, and it, it kinda goes back to a, a high school mentality where you know it's he's mentioned, you know, it's easy to tell the boss, it's easy to go tell the teacher, you know, but it's hard to confront the person, the other fellow student that said something wrong or did something wrong exactly. to you. Uh, not to say it has to lead to a fight, but I mean, you have to learn how to communicate in that sense as well because being able to communicate with your fellow student, being able to communicate with your fellow coworkers, that's the only way that classroom, that job is going to excel. So if you want everyone to be on the same page doing things well, you got to learn how to deal with conflict now 
uh, hopefully you've already started to learn to deal with it but you oh, still yeah. have to work on it you know each and every time it comes up because it's going to come up that's just the nature of yep that's the nature of the workplace well everyone want to thank you for listening to this first episode of the end of the season miniseries we've got going on here if you want to hear more check us out on facebook.com slash check us out on twitter at rawitted and email us if you have any questions that we can answer for you Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.